0: A-M-E-N The Alpha Male Entertainment Network Broadcasting from Humidor 1A In the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida U-S-A Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave.
1: We have heard the phrase, every vote counts. We have heard it ad nauseum. We have heard it to no end. Well, I'm going to make a little twist on that phrase, every vote counts, and I say, every alpha counts. Every alpha male counts in terms of enjoying the alpha male good life. Every alpha male counts in fighting against the enemies of masculinity. And every alpha male counts When it comes to knocking down those extreme feminists that would brand all of us as sexual predators from the time that we are born. Every alpha counts, whether you're an alpha American, alpha Australian, alpha European alpha male in the world, every alpha counts. Long-ass greetings and salutations. A long-ass snappy salute. Semper delectatio, Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure and screw those that would like to interfere in our election process. And I'm talking specifically about several of the Dems. In fact. Wait a minute, hang on a second. You can probably hear me. I'm filling out ballots. Rick Scott, Rick Scott. I just got these dumped over by the uh, Broward County. Brenda Snipes, the Broward County Supervisor Election, just dumped over about 4,000 ballots for me, and I told her I was a Democrat. She goes, in that case, I'll drop off 6,000. So I'm just going to fill them all, Rick Scott, because as we found out, deadlines don't matter. Unbelievable. Absolutely atrocious. Don't get me started. All right, it is your five-star Alpha Male-in-Chief, your global Alpha Male-in-Chief and global five-star general from Command Center Alpha. We've got a great show for you, as always. I will pontificate on several items, including Thanksgiving, gobble, gobble, hard to believe Thanksgiving, coming up next Thursday. And I will have an appropriate... Sergeant Steve, would you like to guess what libation I will enjoy today? Because I'm going to talk about... Your Thanksgiving bird, the various methods of cooking your bird. Would you like to guess what my libation of choice today will be during the national cigar and litation, or the national uh, cigar litation and libation ceremony? I'll take wild turkey for five hundred, Alex. You would be correct. That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, I've got a bottle of wild turkey. And wild turkey, some very interesting nuances about wild turkey. I mean, listen, what else? You can't have Crown Royale for Thanksgiving. you got to have wild turkey. By the way, today, I shouldn't say today. A couple of days ago, I was in Costco. I had to pick up a few things, and uh, I walked by this. uh, You know, they got all these little sampling stations. So I said, oh, they've got, you know, some little samples of steak. I'm a carnivore. May as well try it. It's beautiful. So I try that, and then I look to my left. There's a giant wall of Butterball XL turkey fryers. A whole wall of them. There's about, I'd say they're probably stacked about maybe eight high by probably about 20 wide. So there's probably about, I don't know, maybe about 30 of them uh, in this big display. Now I have my XL one that I bought about a year ago because the one that I had for about the last 10 years ended up a little too small. It was the biggest at the time and uh, the he- heating element just wasn't working very well. So about a year ago I bought the XL. It's great. Can't go wrong with it. We'll talk about frying a turkey. But I take a picture and I send it to my mother. And I said, Cigar Mother, I have just bought 20 fryers so I can have at least with my current fryer, I can have 21 birds going at the same time. Now I sent that as a joke. She replies, you've got to be kidding. What are you going to do with 21 turkeys? And I replied, Mom, I was kidding. I was joking. At which point I got a text, oh. So but as I passed by that wall, I said, boy, that those birds. People buying that, they're going to enjoy some very succulent birds. So we will get into that as always. If you want to follow me on social media, Twitter is my preference for uh, social media activities. At Cigar Dave Show is our Twitter handle, but we're also on Facebook, Cigar Dave, as well as YouTube, Cigar Dave, and Instagram, which is Cigar Dave as well. All right, let's talk about uh, quickly here before I get into talking about Turkey and President Macron of France a little, little upset, yes, you know, the French, what are they great at? They're great at surrendering. But before I get to that, I got an item that grabbed my attention. Rudy Giuliani should have listened to the show in which I had a matrimonial attorney on talking about prenuptial agreements 101 because he married his third wife, Judith. Actually, Sergeant Steve, do you know where he met his third wife? Judy, uh, I think her name was Judy Nathanson before it was Judy Giuliani. I do not. Club Macanudo, Upper East Side, New York. Excellent. He was yes having a cigar. She was there. Listen, where do I always? Women always say, "Where do I meet alphas like you? Where do I meet guys that that have great taste, that dress impeccably?" And I said, "Simple. Anywhere, men." Enjoy cigars and great spirits and uh, great steaks. You go there, you will find plenty of alpha males. Very simple. You will not find alpha males in an arts and crafts store. You will not find them in the women's department at, uh, at, at a department store. That's just not going to happen. you got to go to where the action is. So his third wife ends up meeting Rudy at Club Macanudo. Well, Rudy ends up probably could be on wife number four. They're getting divorced, he and his third wife. And his uh, attorney, as part of the divorce, he's trying to avoid paying up. He's pleading poverty, despite the fact that he made $9.5 million last year, according to the New York Post. His wife's soon-to-be ex-wife's lawyers have responded by airing out some of Rudy's expenses from the past few months, as recorded by some reporters in attendance at divorce court. All right. Judy Nathan's divorce lawyer says Rudy Giuliani spent over 286,000 on his alleged mistress over 5 months. He spent 165,000 on travel for himself, 7,000 on fountain pens. How much do you think Sergeant Steve he spent on fine cigars?
2: Well, if he we spent 7,000 on
1: pens, it's got to be what, 20,000 on cigars? Nope, close to 12,000. That's a lot of cigars, twelve thousand. And I know Rudy happens to love Padrones. Huge Padrone fan. In fact, there's a picture down in Padrone at Padrone headquarters down in uh, Little Havana in Miami. And there's Rudy coming in there, and he's uh, got a picture with all the Padrone family. Loves Padrones. Loves the 1964. Loves the 1926. Loves the family reserve. Always see him. And in fact, your good friend Captain Cy. When uh, Rudy was campaigning, I want to say about four years ago, for Pat McCrory, who was running for the governorship of North Carolina at the time, my buddy Captain Cy was very involved with the the campaign, and he and Rudy ended up having a cigar together. Of course, Pat McCrory is a wussified beta male and doesn't smoke cigars and is not a very loyal guy. That's another story that I won't get into. But he was a one-termer. The guy was a schmuck. I mean, seriously, he, it's, it always amazes me. When you see people that uh, they, they bring on a team that helps get them elected, and then instead of saying, hey, these are the people I can trust, they've got my back, what do they do? They end up bringing in total outsiders who all of a sudden were nowhere to be found during the campaign, but then all of, you know, afterwards, all of a sudden, they've got their hands out, and they're looking for a gig. President Donald Trump, same thing happened to him. The people that were around him, around him that were loyal to him, that helped got him elected, some of which he brought on, but many of them he didn't. Big mistake. He ends up bringing in these people that were never Trumpers, people that bashed him in newspaper ads, people that really didn't agree with Trump. But it's amazing how these Washington, D.C. swamp rats end up coming up like nothing ever happened and get on their knee begging for jobs. It really is something to watch. And unfortunately, Pat McCrory uh, did not follow the advice of people around him saying you should really hire people that were loyal to you. And big mistake. That's why he was a one and done. And the guy is, trust me, this guy, Pat McCrory, could be the dumbest politician in the country. I mean, when I tell you dumber than a box of rocks, this guy, totally dumb. Not even a clue of what's going on. But I digress. But the point being is, my buddy Captain Cy and Rudy had a cigar. They are smoking for about an hour and a half, and he said Rudy was a great guy. And uh, they start talking about me. And Rudy's like, yep, I listen to Cigar Dave, and yep, you know what? Uh, I've had some of his Officers Club selections. And Captain Side gets me on the phone. Next thing I know, I start talking to uh, Rudy Giuliani, and I've got his number in my phone. Very, very pleasant guy. And sent him some Officers Club monthly selections. And we've got a fabulous selection for November that we will talk about a little bit later from the world of Davidoff with a very big cigar that is in there. But point being is Rudy Giuliani loves cigars. Twelve grand on cigars. And the point, overall big point. Rudy Giuliani did not have a prenuptial agreement. Third marriage, no prenuptial. Fellow alphas, if there's one thing you take from me, now, yes, I talk about great cigars, and I talk about great spirits, and great grilling, and I talk about uh, dining, and I talk about travel, and we talk sports, we talk about how to be an alpha, how to be a man. But if there's one thing that you take away from me, it is before you get married, get yourself a prenuptial agreement. If you follow no other instruction, if you listen to me and say, you know, General, I don't smoke cigars. I'm a vegan, at which point I'd say something's wrong with you. But I, I don't eat meat. I don't travel. I don't play golf. I don't watch football. But I'm getting married, and you follow my advice and get a prenuptial, that in and of itself is worth its weight. In gold, trust me. Now Rudy's going to have to pay up big because I think, if I'm not mistaken, Judy Nathan's asking for like uh, what uh, 300 grand or 400 grand a month, something like that, in in uh, spousal support. So the moral of the story is always have a pre-nuptial agreement, and you cannot go wrong. End of discussion. All right, let's talk Thanksgiving turkey. Hard to believe. That next Thursday is Thanksgiving. And we always say, Sergeant, Sergeant Steve, we just had this conversation last week after the show, saying we're, we're already talking about doing the champagne and sparkling wine tasting show. That's five weeks and, away. I know. And we're saying, where did the, where did the year go? I just talked to Samadier Dave yesterday, and we're talking about it because we're getting ready to plan, and he's like, General, I've already got about 14, 15 champagnes and sparkling wines pulled in addition to the selections that you will bring and and he's like I can't believe that number 1 we're already talking about the end of the year and number 2 we're already talking I think this is going to be if I'm not mistaken with Sarge with uh Sommelier Dave I think this is like our 17th year of doing our champagne and sparkling No you wine. guys
2: did Y2K so I know it's been more than that.
1: We did you're exactly right. So I think we're you're going to You might be coming on up problem. on 20. Let's see. I'm trying to remember. Uh, you know what? It may That would have been be... the 2001,
2: one, and this is 2019 Champagne Maneuvers. So. Uh, yeah,
1: I think so. We're talking... Not, this is the 19th. Yep, exactly. So I think this is going to be number 19, which in and of itself is absolutely unbelievable. But here we are getting ready for Thanksgiving. Now, I'm not going to tell you about the fixings, whether it's the stuffing, whether it is the uh, potatoes or any other vegetables, green beans... But I'm going to concentrate on the big bird. I'm going to concentrate on methods in which you can cook your turkey. But I'm going to give you my favorite one. So I'm going to rank them in order. My least favorite to my favorite. My least favorite is baking the turkey. You know, roasting the turkey. You put it in the oven. I remember my mother would put it, you know, get up at like 7.30 in the morning. I'd hear the commotion downstairs you know, 375 or 350 degrees for like the next 23 hours. You know, you got to get it early so that by the time 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock rolls around, you're good to go. That's tasty. And my mother would always put various spices and make sure it was always juicy and basted it. But that is my least favorite. So that is the, four, out of the four methods that I say, that is by far at the bottom of the rung. I would say the third this is like the third runner-up. You have the you know, the, the champion, and then you've got the second runner-up, third runner-up, fourth runner-up. So the third runner-up would be grilling. I have grilled the bird. You cut it in half, grill it, and that's actually not a bad way to cook it. It is very tasty. Now, what I've also done is i finished it on the grill. So my mother, cigar mother, alpha mother, would cook the turkey or two turkeys, and I would tell her, okay, give me one of them. I'm going to cut it in half, and then I'm going to grill it. And that's actually not a bad way to finish your turkey. Uh, so that's not a bad way. The second runner-up, by far, without any question, is smoking the turkey. That's how I do now, it.
2: You smoke the turkey. My big green egg every Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, so you use the big green egg. See, yep. I have the big green egg, but I also have the master-built electric smoker that um, Lieutenant Gary and Butcher Dave and Sarge- and uh, uh, Colonel Ange recommended, mm-hmm. and it's very easy. Because you plug it in, and you set the temperature, and there's a there's now a a, a Bluetooth control to it, and you put the you and Colonel Ange told me the key is you gotta the way you gotta you gotta buy this little tray to uh, to put the chips in you light yep. it and it goes for like four or five hours you're good to go mm-hmm. that's a good way to do it yep. I did that uh, about two years ago and actually the turkey was delicious. I want to say I started it the night before because, you know, low and slow. I think I did it at uh, 195 or 200 degrees. 200, I think, it was what it was. 200 degrees. I can't remember how long it was. But it was one of those deals where I started it, like, overnight, and then by mm-hmm. the time the afternoon rolled around, it was ready to go. It was delicious. Takes a long time. My f- number one, the grand champion, the mac daddy, grand daddy of them all, the best way in my estimation – To cook a turkey for Thanksgiving or any time is turkey fryer. And I remember the first time somebody gave me, I was at a uh, a, a men's stag. Actually, I'll tell you what. We talked about my good friend, Dr. Dennis Papello, who passed away a few weeks ago. And one of the things I forgot to mention is uh, Dennis, every year, and I've been invited, i got to say now, for maybe about 15, 16 years, something like that, he would throw a men's stag. He would always do it, usually like around uh, early December. Then he changed it to right around mid to late January, second, third week of January, right after football season was done. And he would have it. He used to have it at his house when he lived out uh, in one of the suburbs. But then he moved it over to his sister's house, which is on the Hillsborough River, not far from downtown Tampa. Beautiful location. He would invite, there probably was about three, 400 people that passed through there. Men's stag, I mean, guys that have been around for a long time, the who's who's uh, of Tampa, and uh, just fun guys. You know, just a, a whole group of guys. And that they would fry, I think he told me, they would do about 15, 18 turkeys. And I'd never had a fried turkey before. When you grow up in the north, fried turkey really wasn't big. And I said, I don't know if I want a fried turkey. It's going to be greasy. It's going to be goopy. It's going to be oily. I don't think I'm going to like that. I mean, I really thought it was going to be like soggy french fries coming out with like all that grease and oil. To my amazement, one bite, blown away. I was hooked. And I remember calling Colonel Ange. And he said, the amazing thing is when you fry a turkey, you will end up pouring. you, you buy. I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's like uh, what a two three gallon big drum of oil that I put in my uh, a butterball XL turkey fryer. I use an electric one. I don't use propane. They say you can use it indoors. I don't. I use it outside and, and I put something underneath that way if there's any splatter. but I rarely get any splatter or anything. It's a very clean method of doing it. And I think it's you know maybe like 80, 100 bucks, 120 bucks for the XL fryer, maybe even less. Sergeant Steve, do me a favor. Take a look on uh, Amazon and just see, or Walmart, see, and there's, they sell them everywhere, Costco, just see what that XL butterball goes for these days. But Colonel Lyons said to me, You will be amazed. When you're done, you will pour 98% of that oil back into the jug. I see it for cool. about
2: 160 bucks on the Amazon for the extra.
1: 100 and large. Okay, 160 bucks. Large so is
2: 127 remember.
1: Okay, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was about 135 or 140 at Costco. something like that. But I remember Colonel Ange saying, you know you put that oil back and it is not greasy. It just is so juicy. And that's what blew me away. Now you use usually peanut oil and a blend. You can use 100% peanut oil, but usually you see kind of a blend right now and supermarkets carry it. you can go to Home Depot, Lowe's, uh, any of those stores will, will carry that the jug of big oil. But I was just simply amazed at how juicy it was. So Colonel Ange gave me the secret. And if you're going to fry your turkey this year, this is exactly what you are going to do. The first thing, you're going to wash the turkey, take all the guts and everything out of it. You want to make sure it's patted dry. You never want to put a wet turkey in oil, hot oil. That is not going to work. So you're going to pat it dry. Then what you're going to do is you're going to get one of those in a baster, not a baster, but an injector syringe. Any supermarket has them. And they also have them, I think, at Home Depot and Lowe's, all those stores as well. And you can use a brine. What I use is a little bit, a combination of uh, low-sodium chicken stock with some uh, apple, I'm trying to remember if it's apple cider that we put in there or apple cider vinegar. Can't remember. I will have to ask uh, Cigar Sister Lynn. She will give me the whole deal. But even if you just use, if you just use just, chicken broth. You're good to go. But they have various broths. The reason I don't buy all those those pre-made broths and and, and the, uh, the brine is because it's loaded with sodium. I just don't want the extra sodium. So I make kind of my own low sodium, fantastic. And then what I do is I take an amalgamation. Now for you Dems that are listening, that's a very big word. You may have to look it up in the dictionary. But for everybody else, you alphas, you know what amalgamation means. I take an amalgamation of spices. I'll take a little bit of Jack Daniel's pork rub, and I'll use it on the turkey. I'll take a little bit of pepper and put it on. I then take a little paprika, and I pat it on there as well. Then I'll put some... A uh, combination of a little bit of kosher salt and a few other little secret ingredients that I'll put in there. But you can do anything. You could put curry on there if you want. You can put uh, – you name it. I mean, just go to town on it. I get it, you know, nice and just a lot of spices on the outside. Put it – let it sit at room temperature for a little bit. It takes about an hour to get the oil heated to where you need to get it to. And I think it's about 350, 375, 325, depends I figure three and a half minutes per pound. So if you are going to make a 20 pound bird which is what I did last year and you're figuring you know less than an hour and you are pretty much done. yeah you know, maybe just over an hour. but a 10 pound bird you're talking about like 33 minutes, something like that 35 minutes and when it comes out you let it just bring it out slowly, put it on a cutting board, let it sit for about 15, 20 minutes. Then you carve it up, and it is fantastic. You cannot go wrong. And cleanup of that Butterball electric turkey fryer is easy. You put the oil back in, and you're done. So my number one method for Thanksgiving that I will conduct this coming Thursday, fry your bird. You need to
0: add some alpha to your Facebook newsfeed By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars. Info on the show each week and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave.
1: Every month members of the Cigar Dave Officers Club receive fantastic cigars. But I have outdone myself once again. For the first time ever, the November 2018 Officers Club selection entitled The World of Davidoff will feature a Davidoff-branded cigar. We're featuring the Davidoff Winston Churchill, the late hour. When you think of Churchill, you think of cigars, you think of whiskey. Davidoff married both. They took cigar tobaccos. They aged them in single malt scotch whiskey barrels for six months. The result, a beautiful medium, medium, full, rich tasting cigar. We're also featuring the Avo Synchro Nicaragua. Beautiful square pressed cigar and also the Camacho Corojo, a very big, bold Honduran cigar. Three great cigars in the November 2018 Cigar Dave Officers Club, the world of Davidoff. If you're not a member of the Officers Club, go now to CigarDave.com, 20 $2.95 Two ninety-five per month gets you fantastic cigars. CigarDave.com and become a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club.
0: an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation
1: Maneuvers. Well, I am pulling out an A.J. Fernandez branded cigar. Why? Because in the next hour, we'll be joined by Frank Santos, Director of Marketing for A.J. Fernandez. We'll be talking about their entire lineup. I'll tell you, Abdel Fernandez, A.J., It is incredible the growth that they have had. And Abdel now making cigars for General Cigar Altadas. So we'll get into that. And a special cigar that AJ has created for General Cigar that is being distributed by AJ Fernandez here in the United States. So we will talk with Frank in the next hour. But I have pulled out the AJ Fernandez San Lotano Requiem Maduro. Why did I pick this cigar? First of all, it's a fabulous cigar. It was part of our October 2018 Officers Club selection. It is named after A.J. Fernandez's birthplace in Cuba, San Lotano Requiem Maduro, a luxurious, rich cigar wrapped in a magnificent, oily Mexican San Andres Maron wrapper, or Maduro wrapper. This stick is an amalgamation of chocolate, light sweetness, creaminess, I love the, the, the San Andreas Maron wrapper. For many, many years, people said, Oh, Mexican tobacco, harsh, terrible, can't have it. Many people didn't realize that in their partagas or in some of their macanudos, there was a leaf of Mexican tobacco. And it's very tasty. It has got unique characteristics, especially the Marron wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It is a beautiful wrapper, adds wonderful flavor complexion. As I said, some espresso, some chocolate, little bits of spice. Uses Nicaraguan and Honduran fillers, so you get, again, that rich, chocolatey, slightly sweet, creamy flavor. Just a delicious cigar. And I have pulled out the Toro Gordo, 6 inches in length, 60 ring gauge, 60, 64 7 of an inch. I want a big cigar, and this would be great with your bird. The AJ Fernandez San Lotano Requiem Maduro. That is the cigar. About 10 bucks it runs. That's the cigar of choice today.
0: Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device.
1: Well, I've got the what I call the bat wing double-edged stainless steel cutter because you spread it apart and bam! One clip. It's got a big ring gate. This can hold probably about a 70-ring cigar, no problem. It's amazing because when you look back 20 years ago, there were no cutters that could handle more than about a 55 ring ring gauge. Now, because ring gauges have gotten big and ring gauge is expressed in 64 of an inch. So, a 64 ring gauge would be 1 inch in diameter. 64 64 an inch. Thus a 55 or 52 ring gauge 52 would be 52 64ths of an inch. And the Toro size, most popular size, I think, around today, usually you see it at 50 to 54 ring gauge. So that's what I will use today, this special batwing type of cutter.
0: Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus.
1: Well, you can hear that flame coming from my Mala lighter. Make America Light Litate again from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories. Big giant single jet flame, huge tank, feels very solid. Make America lightate again. President Donald J. Trump would be proud. Cigar, Cigar
0: pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one.
1: Perfect cut. Not so fast, my friends. Hang on a second. Speaking of not so fast, my friends. When this show concludes, I will be watching on NBC my number 12-ranked Syracuse Orangemen take on number three, Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, taking on those little leprechauns. And I know I speak for the majority of America, and we want the Orangemen to kick some Irish ass, some Fighting Irish ass, playing up at Yankee Stadium or uh, what they call their, uh, what do they call it? Their, like, pinstripe series or whatever they Shamrock call it. Shamrock series. There. Shamrock series, thank you. Yes, the Notre Dame, it's technically a, a Notre Dame home game. But, huge contingency of Orange fans uh, in the metropolitan New York area. So, go Syracuse. It's funny. I've talked to about 20 people, friends of mine, that have said, I hate Notre Dame. Can't. By the way, Sergeant Steve, you're a Michigan fan. I'll to be, be rooting for? The for? Orange.
2: I'll be rooting for the Orange.
1: There you go. Dino Babers and squad. Big game for us. And so, I'll be heading over we... to
2: see Lee Corso in Orlando as my uh, alma mater, the Cincinnati Bearcats, are playing UCF where game day's at.
1: But you are also a Michigan fan, so I you've kind of got split allegiance. I
2: am. So, yeah, I, I, was a, I was a Michigan fan since I was a kid, so that's the team. I All right, was Cincinnati
1: plays Michigan. Who are you going to root for?
2: That's a tough one.
1: It's like who, being who, a dual who, citizen. Mexico's in a war against the United States. Who are you going <laughs> to fight for? Who's, who's got more on the line? Uh, listen, Come on. You're an alum. You got to support. You got to support. By the way, how about the fact that Cincinnati and USF were denied membership in the Big 12 conference? And guess who's playing today on the Longhorn Television Network? Iowa State and Texas. And where will wow, you see and a UCF barn burner. Be playing? They'll be playing on ABC primetime. Primetime. Primetime, as Deion Sanders would say. All right, so I've got my cigar. Let me go ahead and uh, fire this bad boy up. Did we say go throttle up? Did we have to do that, Sergeant We did. I, we did. Thank approval you. to go track. throttle up. Thank you very much. I lost track. <laughs> All right. You'd think it was a, you know late night here, as giddy as we are here. All right, let me toast the foot of this uh, beautiful A.J. Fernandez uh, San Latino Requiem Maduro. Just a beautiful stick. And when we talk to Frank Santos, we're going to talk about this cigar. And I'll tell you, another cigar that I love, the Bella Artes. Beautiful stick. Let me puff and rotate. Oh, yeah. Mm. Very nice. Getting some mm, definite spice of chocolate. Mm, Espresso. Mm. When you're talking about a 60 ring gauge, this is ginormous you got to make sure everything is properly lit, no black spots. Otherwise, you will not have an even burn. We want a fully satisfying cigar smoking experience. Now I will puff and rotate just a few more times, make sure I've got it. Yep. Perfect, even amber glow across the foot of this A.J. Fernandez San Latano Requiem Maduro. I need something appropriate to pair it up with. Thanksgiving's around the corner. What do you enjoy for Thanksgiving? A turkey. Let's continue. Scotch,
0: bourbon, and beer.
1: Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, I've got in front of me a bottle of wild turkey. Originally crafted by Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Famer Eddie Russell is Wild Turkey 81. Wild Turkey bourbon aged in American white oak barrels with the deepest, what they call number four alligator char. And that gets a lot of woody notes on the palate. You're going to taste the wood. You're going to taste it, no question about it. A lot of spice, a little bit of sizzle, a little peppery, kind of full and rich. Wild Turkey, it's won umpteen gazillion awards. I mean, you name it, silver medals, gold medals, bronze medals, more gold medals. A very nice libation indeed. And there's some other great products from Wild Turkey. Austin Nichols Distilling Company in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky is the distiller. Wild Turkey. In fact, you've probably seen the ads with uh, Matthew McConaughey. I'll ride, right, a ride, right, a ride. Right. I'm gonna have some wild turkey. I'll ride, right, a ride, right, a ride. Right. And when I'm done with my wild turkey, I'm gonna get in my Lincoln Town Car, my Lincoln Mark Seven. I'll ride, a ride, a There's no way in hell Matthew McConaughey was driving a Lincoln before he was doing their commercial. Did anybody drive a Lincoln before they were doing the com- he was doing the commercials? Now they've come up with some new products and they're rejuvenated a little bit. But for a while, Lincoln was dead. I mean, we, we talked about uh, the Detroit Auto Show the last number of years. Uh, it's been pretty dormant, but they've kind of made a comeback. And Wild Turkey, very popular, Kentucky straight bourbon. No longer do they put an age statement on their bourbon whiskey. Why? Because with the popularity of bourbon, they don't want to pin themselves down. But in order for it to be straight bourbon, it's got to be at least four years of age. The The youngest has to be four years of age, so let me pop this up. It's not gonna cost you a boatload of money for this. I think it's probably about, I don't know, 28, 30 bucks for a bottle. Alright, I'm gonna swirl that around. It's got a nice, beautiful, almost like a I would say a caramel apple like color to it. Now on the nose I'm getting. Ooh definitely some spice. Some vanilla mm, little toffee. I will say cheers. Let me now take a sip. Wild turkey going down the hatch. Mm. Mmm. Mmm-hmm. Mmm. Mmm. Whoa! Yep. Major sizzle, major warmth, major wood notes. They use the number four alligator char. And when they put the alligator char on there, and there's grooves in the fresh American White Oak barrel, you are going to get, because it's such a deep groove they put in there, you're going to get a lot of that wood sloshing, the the bourbon sloshing around, touching that wood. And when you get that wood aging, you get that sizzle. This has got a lot of warmth. On the Cigar Dave Warm Factor, the CDWF scale, this is, mm, yeah, this is definitely about a 9.2 on a scale of 10. And a lot of spice, a lot of sizzle. Wild turkey, they don't call it tame turkey. This is wild turkey. So it's going to be spicy. It's going to be rich. This is not the bourbon to have if you want something that's going to be on the mild, very mild and creamy side. This is going to be full flavored, very spicy, very rich. Now you can tame it down by adding a little bit of branch or what we call water. That's what... Heard of bourbon and branch? Branch is water, but branch put a little water in there, dilute it just a little bit. It's 80 proof, so it's not overly high in terms of alcohol content compared to like a uh, something coming right out of the barrel. Barrel, you know, proof at 120, but it's still got a lot of flavor on this thing. So you can cut it with some water, you can certainly add an ice cube, you can use it as a mixer, but I'm just drinking it neat in a uh, bourbon snifter, in a in a whiskey Glencairn last snifter here. Take another sip. Mm. Another thing you can do is take a little bit of wild turkey or your favorite bourbon, stick it in your brine, and inject it into the turkey. I always put a little jack every year, a little gentleman jack, and it does not a lot. You don't need much. You know, you put a third of a cup in there, mix it with your your uh, chicken stock or whatever else you want to uh, use as your brine to inject the burr to keep it nice and moist and plump when you're frying it, no problem. You are good to go. All right, so the National Cigar Litation and libation Ceremony is officially done. Now, let me talk about the Cigar Dave Officers Club for November. If you have not joined the Officers Club and you want the November selection, sorry, too late, because they're going out. I think they're going out Wednesday Right before Thanksgiving. Some are going to go out Wednesday. Some are going to go out the following Monday. And we sent out these shipments to our West Coast Officers Club members first. So because there's a little bit of a shipping delay, more travel time, we get those out so everybody gets them around the same time. For November 2018, I have worked with Dylan Austin over at Davidoff. We have done something very special. We're calling it the World of Davidoff. For the first time ever... And I think the 17-year history of the Officers Club, I think we've been doing it for 17 years now, something like that. We are presenting a prized Davidoff-branded cigar within the three-cigar selection. We've never featured a Davidoff. Davidoff said, nope, there's no way, General, we could ever do it. Not going to ever happen. And I kept pounding and saying, we got to do it. And one of my favorite cigars that was released about two years ago, the Davidoff Winston Churchill, The Late Hour. It is a great cigar that features cigar tobaccos that are aged six months in single malt scotch whiskey casks. Now, what were the two most favorite things that Winston Churchill enjoyed? Cigars and scotch. Davidoff married them both. They took the cigar tobaccos, they put them in used single malt scotch whiskey casks, and the result is just a beautiful, deep, rich, flavorful cigar The slogan is, dark richness will light up the night, and it does. It is phenomenal. So the Davidoff Winston Churchill, the late hour, one of the three cigars. The second is the Avo Synchro Nicaragua, the first-ever box-pressed Avo. Synchro contains some very sweet, spicy tobaccos from the Ometepe volcanic region of Nicaragua. Great cigar. And the last cigar that we put in there, wanted to put something bold, the original bold cigar cigar built on 100% genuine Cuban Corojo seed, liberated from Cuba, the Camacho Corojo. So we've got three great different cigars in there, the Davidoff Winston Churchill Late Hour, which is medium, medium full, the Avo Synchro Nicaragua, which is medium, and the Camacho Corojo, which is bold. Great cigar selection from the world of Davidoff. Got to thank Dylan Austin uh, and everybody over at Davidoff, Jim Young, because it took a lot of cajoling but they, I was shocked when they said, we're going to do it, General. For you, we're going to do it. So those of you that are members of the Officers Club, it's $22.95 per month. I think I calculated, if I'm not mistaken, that you are going to get about $37 worth or $38 worth of uh, retail value cigars in the November Officers Club selection for $22.95. If you're not a member of the Officers Club, go to CigarDave.com now. Make sure you join before the end of the month so you get the December selection, which is coming from Gurkha. And it makes a great holiday gift. Now, it's a month-to-month membership, but what you do is sign up, put a little note, and say, I'm going to give somebody a three-month membership, a six-month, a one-year. And just make sure you put a note to cancel it. One year down the road, six months, three months, whatever you want to do. It's month-to-month, so no long-term contracts. The Cigar Dave Officers Club, the latest and greatest in the world of cigars, including the three great cigars in the world of Davidoff November 2018 selection, the Davidoff Winston Churchill Late Hour the Sincro Nicaragua and the Camacho Corojo.
0: The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the world of Davidoff, including the Davidoff Winston Churchill Late Hour. This complex cigar has robust flavors of black pepper, dark coffee, sweetness, old leather, and spiciness that tantalizes the palate. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club.
3: Quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning.
2: Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
3: America is under
4: attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs... They are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America. To roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone, from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org.
0: Cigar Dave's Five Star Lounge is open for your pleasure. Home of big name entertainment,
1: top shelf booze, and beautiful dames. As always, you got to have great cigars, great libations, and you must have your harem. That's why you got to make extra turkeys, because you never know when the harem is going to pop in and want their Thanksgiving meal. And you are the dessert. All right, before I get into talking about President Macron, Emmanuel Macron, Manny Macron. Uh, Let me talk about the election nonsense. But I have to say the Dems are acting like spoiled millennials. They want their participation trophy. It reminds me of millennials, kids that didn't win. Everybody's a winner. You you play a a t-ball or soccer or whatever the sport is. Nobody wins. Nobody loses because everybody's a winner. Everybody gets a participation trophy. Everybody wins, everybody's happy, everybody's perfect, everybody is wonderful. That's what they're told. And they never learn how to lose. And what happens is when these kids, when boys grow up not knowing how to lose, when they're told they're great, they're perfect, they're wonderful, and they get into their teenage years, and they become 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, get into their 20s, even their 30s, and all of a sudden something doesn't go their way. They don't get a job. They can't get the hot girl. Something happens to them. They're rejected. Instead of saying, okay, you know, I learned how to lose. Okay, I'm going to just work harder to get a hotter girl. I'm going to work harder to get a better promotion or better job, whatever the case is. Instead, they snap. They jump up and down. They cry. They need their safe spaces. And the Democrats are the exact same way. They are channeling the little millennials that got their participation trophies, told that they were perfect and wonderful. Thems aren't winning, so it's got to be rigged. They lost when Hillary Clinton lost to President Trump. Oh, the Russians did it. We know that's a load of garbage. You see uh, uh, Stacey Abrams in Georgia lost by whatever it is, 50, 60, 70,000 votes. Oh, it's got to be rigged. We're seeing Bill Nelson. I, I can't leave my job. I've been here 40 years. I don't know what else I'm going to do. I've been in space. You know that? He always tells everybody has been in space. Hey, Bill, go back to space. One-way ticket. Don't come back. It's over. The election is over. This nonsense that you can say, okay, we'll extend it another week. You can bring your ID if you didn't sign your signature. It's election day. It's not election month. So these Democrats, hey, when the Republicans lost, they conceded, congratulate the winner. I'll work any way I can. Great. These Democrats have proven to be big, giant babies. It's ridiculous. I'll tell you another giant baby is President Emmanuel Macron of France taking a swipe at the U.S., basically saying they need their own European defense force. Good! I say good, because we've been picking up the tab for those gold brickers for the last 40, 50 years, since W.W. Two. We had to bail their ass out in World War I, and again in World War II. And I like what Trump said. President Trump in a tweet, Emmanuel Macron suggests building its own army to protect Europe against the U.S., China, and Russia. But it was Germany in World Wars I and II. How did that work out for France? They were starting to learn German in Paris before the U.S. came along. Pay for NATO or not. He is right. The French couldn't find their way out of a piss-soaked paper bag. Patton was right. We had to bail them out in World War I, bail them out in World War II. I'm done with bailing out these Frenchies. All they know how to do is surrender and stick their nose up at the Americans. Our wine is better than French wine. We're smarter and we're a better country. Screw the French. Hour 2 of Cigar Dave is next. This
0: this is AMEN, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network.
1: Well, we have the countdown officially underway for Thanksgiving. In our number one, I gave you the four methods of cooking your bird, and the undisputed, undisputed champion: the way to cook your bird is to fry it. Get an electric fryer, get a propane fryer, fry that bird. It's succulent, it's juicy, it's tasty. I kind of sorry. I feel sorry for those vegans who basically don't know. What the taste of juicy, delicious Thanksgiving Tom Turkey is all about. They're going to be enjoying their tofurkey, not the same. We are carnivores here as alphas, and we also enjoy alpha male pleasure maneuvers, and that includes, right at the top of the list, great cigars. And for our Cigar Masters series this hour, we will be joined by Frank Santos, Director of Marketing, A.J. Fernandez Cigars, one of the big hits. In the world of cigars. We welcome you back, hour number two. As always, don't forget, follow me on social media. Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show. Facebook, Cigar Dave. Instagram, Cigar Dave. YouTube, Cigar Dave. And check out the website, CigarDave.com, as we always uh, have updates. And if you have not downloaded the Cigar Dave mobile app to be able to listen to your global commanding general, your global five-star general and alpha male-in-chief, do so right now for Uh, iOS for Android, as well as Amazon Kindle as well. Just go into the respective stores, do a search for Cigar Dave, never miss an episode. And we also have all of our podcast archives available and uh, uh, access to all of our social media feeds as well. For October 2018... We featured the A.J. Fernandez Sampler, and we had three outstanding cigars that we received incredible, incredible feedback from all of our Officers Club members. The A.J. Fernandez Bellas Artes, the A.J. Fernandez Enclave Broadleaf, and the cigar that I enjoyed today during the National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony, the A.J. Fernandez San Lotano Requiem Maduro. And so I thought, why not talk about all the great A.J. Fernandez cigars? It's an interesting story. I remember meeting uh, Abdel Fernandez way back through Rocky Patel, so I figured there's nobody better than Frank Santos, director of marketing who has been in the cigar industry for many, many years. Longtime friend. Frank, how are you, my friend? I'm
5: great. Greetings and salutations. How are you doing, Dave?
1: Doing well. You are coming to us from A.J. Fernandez headquarters down in Miami. And let's talk about... The AJ Fernandez history, because I remember uh, having lunch one time down in Naples and Rocky says, Rocky Patel says, hey, I got this guy that's going to join us for lunch. He's a small manufacturer going to start making cigars. I mean, this has got to be at least 10, 12 years ago, maybe a little bit longer. And he said, uh, doesn't speak English, but uh, we've got a translator. Don't worry about it. And we started smoking some of his cigars. And Rocky's like, yeah, I found this guy. His name is Abdel Fernandez. And we're going to start using him to make some of our cigars. And the rest is history, and he has exploded. But why don't you tell us about uh, A.J. Abdel uh, and the history, the background, of how he's become really a uh, very big player in the cigar manufacturing and now in the cigar uh, uh, not only manufacturing but distribution business as well.
5: The beauty of tobacco is that it has no language, so whether he doesn't speak English or Spanish or whatnot, as long as we all enjoy a great cigar, we speak a common language. Aj's uh, AJ came from Cuba directly to Nicaragua roughly in the year 2003 or four. His uncle is uh, Nestor Placencia, so that was the way he was able to get into Nicaragua through Nestor.
1: I never so knew that. He, I yes, never knew yes. that Nestor, he was related to Nestor. Yeah, that's his
5: uncle. I think it's his great uncle, if I'm not mistaken. Right. It's his cousin or great uncle, one of those. Uh, so he arrives in Nicaragua, and he pretty much uh, didn't really – it was during – actually, the story that I'm that I'm told from AJ is it wasn't a great time. I think the boom had, subs- had subsided, and then it's around 2002, 2003. It's not a good time to really start a business, but he said, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. And apparently uh, he was discovered by Rocky or he was introduced to Rocky and and, and he started making some blends for Rocky and then the rest is history.
1: So he comes basically with not much in terms of physical possessions, gets to Nicaragua and Nestor, did Nestor set him up with some tobacco or tell us the story how he started getting into, uh, you know, manufacturing cigars?
5: According to him, he said, you know, Nestor provided him with some tobacco and he said, you know what, just uh, defend yourself here with uh, with this this tobacco and start blending. And he said, all right, I'm going to do what I got to do. And he started making blends. He met Rocky and Rocky tried his cigars and said, wow, this this is great. And he uh, I I forget which is the first was it the decade? I'm not sure which is the first blend that he made for Rocky. I, 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 I don't know, but that's where it got started.
1: That's where it all began, and it's interesting because one of the, I think, very popular cigars that really also put A.J. Fernandez on the map was the San Latano Oval, which really was the first avulato shape, you know, an oval shape when you looked at it, and that really received big accolades when it came out. The blend was great, and San Latano is a very interesting history because that was one of the pre-Castro Cuban brands that was dormant, and A.J. was able to register that.
5: Well, that's in homage to his uh, hometown. Uh, A.J. was born and raised in uh, the San Luis area of Pinar del Rio. And as you all may well know, that's kind of the cradle of tobacco in the world. So A.J. was born and raised in San Luis. His great grandfather had a brand called San Lutano. So it was really called San Lutano. But I think when they registered the name, they, there was a there was a mistake, and they called it San Lutano, but they left it that way. So it was San Lutano in, uh, in honor of San Luis, his hometown.
1: Interesting. So Abdel starts making cigars, and then he's discovered by Cigar International to make some private brands for them. And then the next thing you know, all of a sudden, he goes from a small factory to this gigantic, uh, incredible, state-of-the-art factory, a real showplace. And then he starts growing tobacco. He has really become an empire in a very short uh, number of years.
5: Yes, correct. And where where he impresses me and especially most is he is a tobacco farmer at heart. Usually in the business, you'll have the farmers over here. You'll have the manufacturers over there. You'll have the blenders over here. He is a farmer at heart. So what distinguishes most of his blends is he knows what kind of seeds to plant in certain areas, and he's looking for a certain taste. And that's that's what really impressed me when I first met him. And I went over to the factories. He said, "Look, Frankie, this is the way that I I start my blends from the seed, not from the tobacco. So he'll plant a Criollo 98 in a certain section of Estelí, Nicaragua, looking for a certain taste." I said, "Wow, I was blown away right when I heard that."
1: And what kind of taste does uh, does AJ does Abdel prefer? What what's his palate?
5: Ah, you know what? I can't pinpoint a certain taste. His taste runs the gamut. I mean, for a morning cigar, he'll he'll smoke his uh, his uh, New World Connecticut. Uh, you know, after lunch, he'll 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 enjoy a medium bodied body Artes. and then after dinner, a nice steak, which he loves to eat steak. He'll have a a, a Ramonionis, which is one of the fuller bodied offerings that we have.
1: And his uh, factory. It, let's talk about the the factory because it is really a showplace, huge facility. Not only is he making cigars for himself for the A.J. Fernandez Distribution Company here in the U.S., but he's also making them now for General Cigar and Altadas, and it is incredible the, uh, the number of other manufacturers that are reaching out to him now.
5: Correct. He's got a, uh, great collaborations going on with them. As a matter of fact, last year he also had to open up another factory two hours north of Esteli in a town called Ocotal. So right now, production is pretty much capped at 24 to 25 million cigars a year. So uh, there's a lot of work to be done, and, and, and you know we're having a good time doing it.
1: Well, I want you to think about that for a second. 25 million cigars a year he makes for a guy that came from Cuba with virtually nothing.
5: Yes, yes. It's a great story. It really is. It's, it's, uh, I guess you could say it's the American dream, but uh, you know coming out of Nicaragua.
1: It's the, right, the Nicaraguan dream, I guess. But <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but when you have Nestor Placencia and a big U.S. market and Cigar International and some other uh, uh, big uh, uh, retailers involved, it, it it is. I guess we could say it's a Nicaraguan american dream.
5: It is, but he had to earn it. He had to earn it. He had to make no, it, qu- it, it, incredible blends, and and everybody tasted them. Everybody smoked them, and they're just it's just growing and growing exponentially.
1: No question about it. Frank Santos, our cigar master during our Cigar Masters guest here, director of marketing for A.J. Fernandez Cigars. When we come back, we'll talk about Frank's history uh, in the world of cigars. I've known him for a long time through uh, some some other manufacturers that he was – He was employed with, and then we'll get into the A.J. Fernandez brands, because there's some great brands that you may not be as familiar with that are absolutely off the charts. It's incredible, because when you look at the number of cigars that he makes, for example, he's making now the uh, Punch Diablo for General Cigar. He makes the... I want to say the Hoya de uh, Monterey, Amistad Black, as well as the Ramon Iones, which actually, Frankie, you're going to be distributing. A.J. Fernandez, even though that is a general cigar brand that Ramon Iones, A.J. Fernandez is going to be distributing it.
5: Correct. We've been distributing it. Uh, The the deal started about uh, six months ago. We had a launch party in New York City at Club Macanudo. And uh, obviously, we don't own the brand, but we manufacture and distribute the the brand.
1: Which, uh, you know, that's a pretty big name, an old Cuban brand. And for General Cigar to say, you run with it, you distribute it, uh, that's very, very big. Frank Santos, Director of Marketing A.J. Fernandez Cigar, our guest on our Cigar Masters Series. We shall continue.
0: The November selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the world of Davidoff, including the Avo Synchro Nicaragua. This smoke combines Nicaraguan and Dominican tobaccos, creating a smooth and balanced box-pressed cigar with unexpected depth and complexity. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com.
3: family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
1: Every month, members of the Cigar Dave Officers Club receive fantastic cigars, but I have outdone myself once again. For the first time ever, the November 2018 Officers Club selection entitled The World of Davidoff will feature a Davidoff-branded cigar. We're featuring the Davidoff Winston Churchill, the late hour. When you think of Churchill, you think of cigars, you think of whiskey. Davidoff married both. They took cigar tobaccos. They aged them in single malt scotch whiskey barrels for six months. The result, a beautiful medium, medium, full, rich-tasting cigar. We're also featuring the Avo Synchro Nicaragua, beautiful square-pressed cigar, and also the Camacho Corojo, a very big bold Honduran cigar. Three great cigars in the November 2018 Cigar Dave Officers Club, the world of Davidoff. If you're not a member of the Officers Club, go now to Cigardave.com, twenty-two ninety-five per month. Get you fantastic cigars. Cigardave.com and become a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club.
0: Defending your rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. It's the General Cigar
1: Dave. As I relight my... Hmm. A.J. Fernandez, San Lotano Requiem Maduro. We will talk about that cigar with our guest during our Cigar Master Series today. Frank Santos, Director of Marketing, A.J. Fernandez Cigars. Frankie, I was just thinking about this. I remembered another cigar that uh, Abdel, which is what the A in AJ Fernandez stands for, Abdel correct. Fernandez made for Rocky. I don't know if you remember a cigar called ITC, which paid tribute to the Indian Tobacco uh, brand that was originally Rocky Patel before Rocky Patel.
5: I, that's you know what, Dave. You're correct. I think that is the blend that he made for Rocky, one of the first blends.
1: That's and why that you're was the a, general. You got it. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. The global five-star, Frankie. But you've got a pretty good memory as well. I have to give you that because I know we've talked about brands for many, many years, and boom, it'll just come back uh, brand. I'm like, I can't remember the name of that brand. You're like, nope, it's this one. But what's interesting, that was a very nice, medium-bodied, creamy cigar. Very, very pleasant cigar. Now it's just really made for the catalog companies. But at the time... That really, when Rocky launched that, that was a fabulous cigar, and Abdel did a great job on that. Now, we're talking about uh, looking at uh, the overall uh, A.J. Fernandez uh, history and the brands, but before we do that, Frankie, let's talk about your history in the cigar, uh, cigar realm, because I've known you since you were director of marketing for Cuba Aliados and Puros Indios with Carlos Diaz going way back.
5: Yes, sir, and obviously before that, uh, I was uh, I worked for Taranio Cigars. So a little bit about my history, and first I'd like to clarify, I'm in no shape or form a cigar master. I've worked for cigar masters, so let's just get that clear.
1: Yeah, um, but Frank, as the global five-star, I just bestowed that upon you, so it works. You are the, accept, for our Cigar Masters and, series, you are an honorary cigar master, my friend.
5: Accepted accept it, and thank you. So <laughs> moving forward then, as a cigar master, now that I've been bestowed, Uh, I began working. uh, My uncle is Carlos Torano. And uh, my first job was really when I was a teenager. And this is pretty much the late 80s. I would help Carlos Torano at his office. Uh, You know, we would we would have bundles and we would package different uh, different items, just packaging stuff. I was a kid. But this was before the uh, the famous cigar boom. So it, at that time, cigars weren't sexy, for lack of a better term. It wasn't as popular as it was now. Uh, so I would have a part time job helping him out. Right when the boom occurred around 1995-96, uh, then he uh, he offered me a full time job and he said, hey, look, this business is booming and uh, and I need you to, to come on board and, and take on more of a uh, full time role. I had just finished college, a uh, business major, and I said, "All right, I'll, 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 I'll do it," and the rest is history. I started there. I was there for ten years. After that, uh, they sold the company, and I moved over to, to Puros Indios slash Cuyaleo Cigars, and I worked for another cigar master, the great Rolando Reyes, uh, another one of the you know greatest cigar makers that ever lived. So uh, I had the opportunity of working for two legends, and then. I just uh, I was I was contacted by by someone at the AJ Fernandez uh, office because I had kind of been a free agent. I wasn't working in the cigar business after I, I parted ways with Cubaliados. And they said, hey, you know, we, we heard that you're, you're not working for any cigar companies. Would you like to you know, come in for an interview? And AJ was in town. And it was a real funny interview because the interview lasted about a minute. He said, I know who you are. Do you want to work here? You know, this was in Spanish. And I said, yeah, he goes, you're hired.
1: But you know what? It just shows you relationships in the cigar industry and and many businesses. But he knew of your stellar reputation. And what was he going to ask you? So tell me about yourself. What is your uh, (laughs) philosophy on marketing? He knew what you did. And the problem today, I think, is that we see these people in big companies. They know people. They're referred. You know, they, they compete against people. And they say, man, this is somebody we should bring on. And instead of just coming in and saying, hey, we want you on here, they're like, Well, we've got a formal interview process, so we're going to put you through 30 interviews. We're going to put you through this bank of testing. And (laughs) tell me about yourself. Where are you from? It's like going on a first date. It's like if you want somebody, you know what they do, you know their reputation, have a short conversation and bring them on. And how long ago was that with AJ?
5: Uh, Two years, two years and a few months
1: uh, there you go. One minute conversation. You're hired. That's uh, just over two years. You're still there. I, I, I will be honest.
5: I wasn't prepared for a one minute conversation. I thought it would be a lot longer. But uh, once uh, he said you're hired after a minute, I you know breathed a sigh of relief and I was ready to work.
1: Now you brought. I'm sure you probably brought your resume, right?
5: <laughs> My resume was in tow. Absolutely.
1: You had your resume. He, he didn't give a damn about your resume. He knew exactly who you were. He knew what your reputation. He knew uh, your your your. You know, credentials, and that was it, very, very simple. And I totally forgot, Frankie, that you were with uh, Torano for ten years. Yes, that sir. Totally yes sir. escaped me.
5: Yes, sir. And another thing, it was also a handshake deal. and you don't see that that often, but he gave me his hand. I gave him my hand. He said, "Hey, uh, can you start now?" I said, "Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I gotta go back home. I just I just I arrived there like at three o'clock. It was something kind of impromptu. He goes, all right, well, you start tomorrow then. I go, all right,
1: hey, let's go. (laughs) Can you start right now. It's 3 o'clock. Start now. There's your desk. Start marketing marketing my brands. Let's go. That's a classic. That's when I knew
5: who I was dealing with. I go, all right, this guy's special. All right, you know, I'm ready.
1: That is a classic. Frank Santos, director of marketing from AJ Fernandez Cigars, our guest. Frank, let's talk about what happened at the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Convention this year. First of all, your booth was fantastic. You did a magnificent job. I know I came to see you. I think it was the first day. We spent about half an hour. You took me through the booth, the new brands, going through everything. And then the next day, it became a little bit uh, more exciting than the first day.
5: Well, around uh, 4 in the morning or 3 in the morning, we received a call that uh, there was an emergency at the booth. And I'm thinking, an emergency at the booth at this time? They just said, you got to get over here real quick. Uh, At that time, I was half asleep, so I don't even remember who called. When we arrived at the booth, it was pretty much under uh, about a foot of water. So apparently there was some kind of short circuit in one of the columns with the electricity, which triggered the sprinklers, which the sprinklers are there uh, on the roof of the, of the convention center. That set off the sprinkler system. The sprinklers were going off, and uh, pretty much it flooded our booth.
1: And literally they delayed the start to, I think, what was it, like— Two o'clock? One o'clock?
5: Yes, but I will tell you this. Many manufacturers and many store owners thanked us because that was the morning of the World Cup final. So everyone got to watch the World Cup final. I
1: remember I was already showered, ready to go. I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to go over to the sports book and watch it, and that's exactly uh, what I did. But what's interesting also is that you had no carpet on the floor. Didn't miss a beat. People came by and said, and the other manufacturers said, hey, what do you need? We'll we'll help you out. You guys did a magnificent job and had a record show. Frank Santos, the director of marketing for A.J. Fernandez Cigars, our guest during our Cigar Masters Hour today. And when we return... We'll talk about the A.J. Fernandez brands, many you may not be familiar with, but we will familiarize yourself with all of them.
0: The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with The General now at Cigar Dave Show.
1: Gurkha has just launched three new cigars at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo. The Gurkha Chateau Privé, The Gurkha Marquesa and Gurkha Ghost Gold. All three unique flavor profiles. The Gurkha Chateau Prevet, more traditional mild and creamy cigar typically found in many of the high-end Dominican cigars. Exquisite flavor, very velvety on the palate, featuring an Ecuadorian De Florada wrapper. The Gurkha Marquesa, very Cubanesque all the way around from flavor to and packaging. With an earthy Sumatra wrapper, Gurkha Marquesa is a bold, well-balanced, medium-bodied and spicy cigar. The Gurkha Ghost Gold, a little different than the regular Gurkha Ghost, more flavor, a little bit bolder, featuring an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Instead of a sweet flavor on the Gurkha Ghost, it's a more nutty and earthy profile. The Gurkha Chateau Privé, the Gurkha Marquesa and Gurkha Ghost Gold, three new cigars just launched by Gurkha.
0: On cigars, spirits, diversions, and the good life. The General Cigar Dave.
1: Well, as I enjoy my A.J. Fernandez, San Latano Requiem, Maduro, nice musical selection, Sergeant Steve. Very relaxing. drawing my wild turkey in preparation for Thanksgiving. Frank Santos, Director of Marketing for A.J. Fernandez Cigars, our guest at our Cigar Masters Hour today. Frank, let me ask you, what, uh, what is your preferred method of uh, cooking the bird?
5: Dave, I don't have one because I don't cook. So if someone cooks the bird for me, I am uh, gracious and thankful, and I will eat it and enjoy it.
1: Well, I mean, well, what, what, what normally does your family do? Do they roast it? Do they fry it? Do they smoke it? Roast it. Roast it. All right, here's what you're going to do, Frank. You're going to listen to the general. You are going to go to Costco or Home Depot or Lowe's, and you are going to buy the Butterball Electric XL Turkey Fryer. It's going to run you about 130, 140 bucks. Get the uh, oil that there's like a big jug of oil. Usually it's a blend of peanut oil and another type of oil. You're going to do your bird in less than an hour. It can hold up to about a 20, 22 pound bird, so. Whatever, get a 20-pound bird, figure three and a half minutes per pound. Listen to the, the, when the show is done, we run a replay. You can listen to the entire first hour again. We tell you exactly how to cook that bird and prepare it before you fry it. You will be the star of Thanksgiving because it's juicy, it's moist, it's succulent, it's not oily, it's not goopy. You will be blown away how delicious the bird is, and it's easy. Less than an hour, you're done.
5: I will do that. Thank
1: you very much. And then for dessert, of course, you'll have an A.J. Fernandez cigar. So let's talk about <laughs> the uh, – by the way, before we, we continue uh, getting into the different cigars, the IPCPR show this year in Vegas, even though you had that little hitch where there was that uh, water damage, you guys didn't miss a beat. I think you told me this was a record show for you.
5: Yes, it was, Dave. Uh, again, it's, it's something we look forward to each year. Uh, you know, under one roof, we get to uh, see all of our retail partners, not only throughout the the, the retailers we have in the U- United States, but worldwide. And uh, again, I don't know if maybe it was a result of that accident that everybody came by to see how we were doing. And while they came by to see how we were doing, I said, No, 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 you're going to come in and you're going to hang out and you're going to, you know, talk to us and you're going to place an order. So I don't know if it was maybe a little sales gimmick or not, but hey, it worked. <laughs>
1: It worked, and that was it. And, and again, everybody was very uh, – uh, people didn't really care that there was no carpet, whatever. I mean, you guys can take on. But we had cigars. We had cigars. You had right? cigars. You had cigars, and you and had plenty of uh, retail buyers that were coming as well. <laughs> exactly. All right, so, so. so let's talk about some of the new cigars that you launched this past summer at uh, IPCPR, and then we'll get into the entire lineup because many people are not as familiar – with A.J. Fernandez as they should. They're familiar with the cigars that he makes for others, but not as familiar with the cigars that uh, he makes to distribute himself in the United States.
5: Okay, well, our most popular brand is the New World brand, and that, that brand's been uh, in circulation since around 2014. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the cigars that we uh, unveiled this year at the IPCPR was an extension of another brand called the Bellas Artis which you had smoked one, I don't think today, but you had previously smoked one, maybe last week, I'm not sure. We that have. cigar, there was a natural iteration. And then this uh, this summer, we, we released the Maduro version of the Bellas Artes. It's got a Brazilian wrapper, uh, and it's got the mostly Nicaraguan fillers grown by A.J. Fernandez. We also, uh, we also released a, an extension on our Enclave cigar line, Enclave Broadleaf binder and filler Nicaragua and the wrapper is a Connecticut Broadleaf
1: so uh, let's talk go back to New World for a second because that okay. was launched I want to say maybe about seven eight years ago something like that maybe less
5: uh, less no uh, It's 2014 or 13 was uh, when it launched 13 okay, maybe so,
1: so we're looking about four years ago uh, beautiful looking cigar it comes in three different uh, varieties so let's go through each one of those
5: the original one is the one where our nickname is the Oscuro version. The wrapper on that is a dark Nicaraguan wrapper, uh Jalapa Valley binder. The filler tobacco is from Ometepe, Condega, and Esteli. These are all regions of Nicaragua where AJ has uh, farms. Um, then after that, we released a Connecticut version with a Connecticut shade wrapper, same binder and filler. And uh, last year we released a Puro Especial wrapper, binder, filler, all grown from select farms uh, that AJ uh, owns and and, and cultivates tobacco. So those are the three versions of the New World. We have the the regular New World that was released about five years ago. Then we have a Connecticut version, and then we have one called the Puro Especial.
1: And how many farms does uh, AJ have? Does Abdel have last, in Nicaragua?
5: Last count, because he could have, I, he maybe he bought one today, and I, and, I, and I wasn't aware of it. But last count, I think he has thirteen different farms throughout it, uh, wow. Nicaragua.
1: And that Ometepe region, it's very volcanic. It just it yields a very unique tasting uh, tobacco.
5: It, yes, yes, yes. And that 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 region, uh, it's it you know the tobacco there wasn't used until recently recently i'm i'm saying maybe 10 years ago or, or right. not and 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 it's it's incredible what the the flavors that come out of that region are and i think maybe that's why one of the reasons why the new world is our is our best seller it's our best seller it's 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 pretty much a staple in most humidors and in most stores
1: Frankie, let's talk about another brand that uh, we talked about briefly. You touched on the Bellas Artes, which was featured in the October 2018 AJ Fernandez Officers Club sampler. That was inspired by the Bellas Artes National Museum of Art in Cuba. And I said in the description that Bellas Artes is really a fine art in and of itself. And that uses an exclusive Rojita Nicaraguan wrapper that Abdel grows on one of his farms. What is the Rojita wrapper?
5: Rojita wrapper is a hybrid wrapper that he grows. Uh, not a lot of uh, There's not a lot of yield there.
1: And it, uh, he, he mixed
5: two different seeds to create this hybrid. I, I don't remember exactly which seeds he, he mixed. However, um, this actually is my favorite cigar out of the portfolio. So if you had to put a gun to my head and say, Frank, you got to pick one cigar from your portfolio, uh, the Bayas Artist with the Rojita wrapper is by far my favorite cigar. I, I, there's no other cigar out there with flavors, balance, complexity. It, it, it's my daily go-to.
1: Now it's got a very. Uh, it's got some not just Nicaraguan fillers. It's also got some Honduran and Brazilian. And I love Brazilian tobacco. And there's something called for the binder, Kilali. Kilali. That's one of Que-la-li. his. Kilali. Uh, that's Que-la-li. one of
5: his farms. That's one of his farms in Esteli. So he planted a particular seed in Kilali to, uh, to attain a certain flavor for this particular cigar. I mean, he's, he thinks that far ahead when it comes to planting seeds, as I mentioned earlier.
1: Uh, and that's interesting because uh, it's a very unique, uh, unique binder. And the taste on the Bellas Artes, very smooth. I got a lot of notes of cinnamon and cedar on there. Very smooth, medium-bodied flavor uh, cigar.
5: That's exactly it. That's exactly it. That's that's what it's meant to be, and uh, it's it's fantastic.
1: And that comes in four sizes, a Robusto, a short Churchill, which is 6x48, a 6x54 Toro, and the Gordo, big one, 6.5x58. What's the suggested retail on the Bellas Artes?
5: Anywhere between 8 and $9.50, from the uh, smallest size to the biggest size
1: and most of uh, AJ Fernandez cigars when you look at it they're in that sweet spot they're in that pretty much that uh, you know 810 area yes and
5: we're able to do that because of course AJ uh, most of AJ's tobacco is grown by AJ himself so we are a true vertically integrated company and AJ has always said I want to make affordable cigars I want everyone to have the opportunity to smoke my cigars you know sometimes we may uh, have a meeting, and we're, we're going to come out with a new project, and, and, and I don't know. I have high hopes, or I, I think a little bit uh, you know, ahead of the curve, and I'm like, well, I, I think that's going to be an expensive cigar because uh, the, the, the components are expensive. He's like, nope, not going to happen. Keep it in the sweet spot, and I say, okay, done.
1: All right, now next up, I want to talk about, and I think I'm pronouncing this correct, Diaz de Gloria.
5: That that actually there is no regular production on that that uh, that cigar was produced around two or three years ago, and uh, we kind of put it on the shelf, so it may or may not re- be released again. That that that's on the shelf for now.
1: So that is a brand that is dormant as of right now. Dormant. Well then let's move. Yes, sir. Let's move on to the Enclave. And I want to talk about the, it comes in two uh, variants. It's got the, the Enclave Habano and the Broadleaf. So well, let's talk about the Broadleaf first, because that also was featured in our October 2018 Officers Club selection. And that uses a lovely, deep, dark, rich Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper with Nicaraguan binder and filler. It really is a full-bodied masterpiece. I, I said it's loaded with power, but no trace of harshness.
5: Uh, that's right. And uh, whenever I'm doing events or uh, anybody asks me, all right, well, I want to smoke uh, the, the. a lot of people use the word your strongest cigar. I like, I like to use the term fullest bodied cigar. I always uh, point them in the direction of the Enclave Broadleaf. Uh, that cigar, like you mentioned, not only is it uh, strong, but it's balanced, it's complex, and and it's just a really clean finish. And it's amazing how he's able to produce such a full bodied cigar with a very clean finish.
1: Yeah, and, and what's interesting on that particular cigar is that, uh, it, you know, it's full-bodied, it's full-flavored, it's very rich, but again, there is no trace whatsoever of any bitterness, any harshness, uh, and I would assume that's because of the way that A.J. Uh, ferments and ages all his tobaccos.
5: And that, that again, that's the way he uh, he separates himself from, from everyone else. He really, uh, you know, he takes his time and he... He ferments the tobacco and he processes the tobacco like no one other, and and he ages his tobacco. It's like I said, if you ever get a chance to go out to that factory and you see the amount of tobacco he has and how long it's been sitting in those uh, in those curing not the curing barns, but the aging barns, it's 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 impressive, really impressive. And he's very disciplined. That's why you know one of his uh, his models is you know passion, discipline, great tobacco. His discipline is is amazing. He, he he'll never rush anything. It's 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 just it's great.
1: All right. Let's move to the uh, another brand that uh, I think is also dormant. The Free World. Would that be correct? Dormant.
5: Yep. yep. Two or three years ago, that was a uh, a blend uh, we released, but uh, it it was only out on the on the uh, on the market for about a year, and then now it's 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 on the shelf again. It's
1: dormant. Okay. What about uh, the AJ Fernandez Last Call?
5: Last Call was inspired. Uh, well, the Last Call, uh, as the name uh, pertains, is a small. Uh, quick cigar so you know whenever you hear a last call for alcohol or last call at a bar right. you can reach for for a for a last call they're all there's about six different sizes they're all smaller sizes and this was inspired by uh this was the cigar that he would smoke pretty much at the end of football games uh aj's a big uh football fan and uh his favorite player happens to be Tom Brady. I know he'd want me to mention that, just in case Tom Brady's yeah, listening. Yeah, well, t- we can't hey, all have
1: good taste on, on football teams and players.
5: <laughs> so, Tom, just in case you're <laughs> listening, AJ's a big fan. <laughs> and uh, that, that was the inspiration for the last call. The last call comes in two different wrappers. We have a Habano version, and we have a Maduro version with a Pennsylvania wrapper uh, on the Maduro version.
1: And is that more of a value-priced cigar?
5: Yes, yes, that's around the $5 to $6 suggested retail price range.
1: Yeah, and it comes in a nice, I like the way they package it. It's got a nice ribbon around it uh, in a nice uh, uh, cedar type of box, Uh, just a nice presentation. And, again, a value-priced cigar, and uh, this is what AJ likes to smoke. So if the boss, the big guy, the master blender himself likes it, you know it's got to be good.
5: That's his fourth-quarter cigar,
1: yep. That is the fourth quarter cigar. All right, and we've got the fourth quarter coming up in this hour, a perfect seg. Frank Santos, Director of Marketing, A.J. Fernandez Cigars, our guest during our Cigar Masters Hour today. The final and concluding segment of this pre-Thanksgiving Day edition of The Cigar Dave Show comes your way next.
5: Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner, or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar, like I do, in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth,
1: The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, and Go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app.
0: From Pleasure, Command and Control, it's the General Cigar Dave.
1: Final segment of our pre-Thanksgiving week edition of the Cigar Dave show. After the show, I can tell you where I'll be in front of a giant screen TV rooting for my Syracuse Orangemen to Whack, a Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Big game with major, major New Year's Day and playoff implications. So we will get to that and. In fact, one of the cigars I think that I will enjoy from A.J. Fernandez will probably be, I'm thinking, uh, probably one of the San Latano Requiems. I've got the Maduro now. Maybe I'll go for the Habano as we continue with our Cigar Masters Hour. Frank Santos, Director of Marketing, A.J. Fernandez, rejoins us. All right, Frankie, let's talk about San Latano. Again, it is named after uh, the birthplace initially of Abdel Fernandez.
5: Yes, it is. Uh, Abdel is from uh, the Pinar del Rio province of Cuba, the cradle of, of tobacco. And uh, he was uh, born in a particular town called San Luis. So the name of the, the brand is was originally called San Lutano. But for some odd reason, when they uh, transferred the name over here or whatever, it was misspelled. So it's called San Lutano. And the San Lutano was his first brand. It's actually the brand that's nearest and dearest to his heart. For the San Lotano, we have about four different versions of it. We've got a Habano version. It's actually a Brazilian Habano wrapper with Nicaraguan binder and Nicaraguan and Honduran filler. We've got a Connecticut version using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. And we also have a Maduro version. I think the Maduro was the one you were smoking earlier. That's got a uh, Mexican San Andres wrapper with a binder and filler from Nicaragua and a little bit of Honduras. The stronger offering or the fuller-bodied offering for the San Lotano line is called the Bull. The Bull has an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, and it's got binder and fillers uh, of tobaccos grown from uh, 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 A.J.'s various farms in uh, Nicaragua.
1: Well, i I was smoking. I still am smoking the A.J. Fernandez San Lotano Requiem Maduro, part of our uh, October 2018 Officers Club selection. And I want to talk about that San Andreas Moron wrapper. The Torrents were really the first to really grow it and use it. And there was a there used to be a stigma with Mexican tobacco. People said, ah, oh, Mexican tobacco, it's going to be bitter, it's going to be harsh. Not the case at all. And every year, I always say at every cigar retailer's convention, there's usually always a story. Full-bodied cigars or square-pressed cigars or mild with Connecticut. The story about three years ago was the number of cigars now using the San Andreas Mexican Morón wrapper. And the wrapper to me, the taste on it is magnificent. And this San Latano Requiem Maduro, an amalgamation of chocolate, sweetness, creaminess, a little espresso, just a very luxurious tasting cigar.
5: Dave, you nailed it. And you know what? I'm going to have to start taking you with me on the road to do events because the way you describe these cigars is uh, unbelievable. You know, it's a uh, it's a pleasure even hearing you speak about the cigar, and I think I'm going to reach for a San Antonio Maduro uh, after we hang up because I, I was smoking a Bellas Artes, but you just made me want to smoke the San Antonio Maduro.
1: It's a gift, Frankie. Tell <laughs> 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 but it really is. This is a great cigar, and I think this is one of the cigars that gets lost. I mean, you've got a big portfolio, and people don't necessarily, you know, they'll, they'll gravitate one towards the other, and it's such a, a wide portfolio now. That they may not. Many retailers may say, "Well, we may carry uh, Bellas Artes, we may carry Enclave, but we may not carry all the San Latano, because you do have a number of cigars in there." But this Requiem Maduro is absolutely magnificent. Let's talk about also the Requiem. Habano. That also, and the Requiem Connecticut, because both of those also in the line. Uh, you've got the uh, uh, three colored boxes. One is green. One is brown. One is the uh, lighter color. But mm-hmm. the Requiem Habano is just uh, another great cigar with a Brazilian uh, Habano wrapper and great taste.
5: Again, the uh, what what sets Adria apart is he has access to a lot of different tobacco. Uh, therefore he's able to make so many different blends. And as you mentioned, sometimes there's uh, there's certain blends that are going to get lost in the shuffle, but it's our job to, to to do events nationwide. We like to put cigars in, in people's mouths, just like I did with the officer's club. What I wanted to offer the officer's club was the Requiem Maduro because it was something that we haven't really had a, a spotlight on until now. And, and every chance I get, I always want everyone to try every uh, different cigar we have in our portfolio. The Habano is another one that, <clears throat> at one point, it was the best seller for the company. And that was, I think, right before the New World took over. So uh, at one point, the Requiem Habano was by far the best seller in the company. And then when the New World was released, that kind of took over.
1: And also in the 8 to $10 price range?
5: Yes, sir. Right there in the sweet spot.
1: And the Connecticut, I mean, talk about a cigar that's creamy, that's got some nice, you know, like a nutty type of complexion. Uses an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Honduran binder, and then Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers. And the cool thing is that even though AJ has all those farms and grows a ton of Nicaraguan tobaccos, he's not afraid to blend with with Honduran, with Dominican, with Brazilian tobaccos.
5: He's not afraid to blend with any type of tobacco. It's 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 something uh, it's something incredible to uh, to, to taste. And uh, like, uh, which, by the way, we have a brand new cigar that uh, we unveiled and uh, it's going to come out in January. It's called the San Lotano Dominicano. And this is a, uh, a blend that he did with Chi Blanco. So if uh, your listeners are, 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 are uh, listening well, please uh, ask your retailer about the San Lotano Dominicano. It's, uh, it's due to be released about uh, December or January.
1: And we're tight on time. We we got to wrap it up. But also, I want to tell people look for the Ramon Iones, yes, which uh, made its debut real quickly. What kind of flavor complexion?
5: That's a, that's that's a full bodied cigar, and it's a very limited release. The reason being, uh, there's a wrapper called Medio Tiempo, and it's it's something that uh, it's it's not only the not every tobacco leaf uh, has a Medio Tiempo. So about half, roughly half of the Corona leaves have a Medio Tiempo. And it gives Bent. it another distinct, certain taste.
1: All right, Frank Santos, Director of Marketing. Thanks for joining us today, Cigar Day. The general same here. Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ash be extra, extra long. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble.